to the OK Shore podcast. I'm your co-host, Hayden Boozer. And I'm your other co-host, Garrett Spees. And today, we're going to be talking about the best band of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. And that band is none other than Ween. W-E-E-N. So, Ween is a very important part of my life. It's a, it's a very important part of Garrett and I's friendship. It's true. And so, we're going to devote... A few episodes, if not a lot of episodes, to the band. So, hopefully, this episode will serve as kind of an introduction. Uh, if if you've never heard of Ween, or if you have heard of Ween, maybe you don't know a lot of their songs. Maybe this episode will help you uh, become more familiar with them before we start talking about their albums in depth. So, yeah, that's what yeah, we're gonna do. I, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a good time. So, ha- so how? So, so first, let me ask you how you discovered Ween. Because ask me, I can tell you, I can tell how I did. But. I'll go first since I'm a bit of a newer listener, like you're a listener of this podcast right now, which we appreciate. I discovered Ween like most young men and women did, I assume, with the SpongeBob movie, one of the best movies from a TV show, like a kids' TV show movie adaptation to ever be made. The original one where they go like the Neptune era, right, Shell yeah. City, right, Shell City, yeah. And in the end credits of that movie, they play the song Ocean Man which is by the band Ween that we're talking about. And I didn't know them. I didn't know at the time that that was the band Ween or who they were, what they were about. I just know I liked that song. It sounded cool. It was very fitting, like the title Ocean, very like aquatic. Just, to me, it sounds like, you know, the, you know, the smite skin of Poseidon where he has like right. the, like the helmet on. Right. That's what it looks like. You know, like the underwater diving scuba gear. Yeah. And there's a there's a music video. The music video. Have you seen the music video? Oh, I don't know if I have. I've seen the movie. It, it has it. like this like old... Actually, I think it's an it's a fan edit on YouTube, but I really oh, okay. recommend it. It's a creature from the Black Lagoon with that song playing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's the first wing song I remember hearing. I strangely remember hearing like Voodoo Lady. Was that like a, really? was that a radio that? song? Not in our lifetime. Boogie, 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 that part. Yeah. Boogie. boogie. That, like, I remember Maybe hearing that. you somehow heard it on a radio I, station. I just, I feel like I've heard that in my life. But besides that, very small introduction to this band until I met Hayden Boozer. And it wasn't until a couple of years, maybe like a couple, yeah, a couple of handful of years into our friendship where he introduced me to Ween and I started listening to my own independently and found songs I like and I don't like and just made my own opinions about the band. And so that's how I discovered the band Ween. Um, why don't you tell your your exposure story hey by all means um i i think most people um find ween especially around our age or this generation if they find ween it's through the spongebob movie so so if you've seen the spongebob movie then you know a ween song whether you know it's by ween or not but yeah ocean man it was the same same story for me except just happened earlier when i heard when i saw the spongebob movie i didn't actually make the connection that that song was in the spongebob movie i just listened to the song there's there's this streamer i watched a long time ago on youtube his name was mr t lexify no idea who that is he he played <laughs> call of duty zombies he was yeah. like a zombie streamer and he had he had this really i highly recommend him he has this like very energetic personality and he would play music in his streams and he play he had he would play ocean man it was like a song that he liked and I remember thinking like this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard like the vocals are pitched down it's like super has this like intense nautical theme and I got really interested in it but I never I never went any further for a while and then one day I was like like I felt like I had no other music to listen to this was like back when I was like I burned through all my Smashing Pumpkins albums all yeah, my Nirvana those stuff the days. And, I, and I got not that I was bored of those albums, but I was like, oh, I need, I want something else to listen to. And then I was like, oh yeah, Ocean Man. I remember that song blew me away. And then, so I went to the Mollusk album because I was like, because what, what usually happens with a with a band is you hear a song and you're like, okay, I want to hear more like that. Right, so you go to that album. So you go to the album. And then I started playing it. And the first song, I'm dancing in the show tonight. And I was like, what? That's an experience. I was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, this is, I don't want to listen to this. This is bad. And I shelved it for a while. And then I I came back at a later date and gave it more of a chance. And I was like, this is some of the best music I've ever heard. Like, I've never heard anything like this. Like, that album is just, has so many great songs on it. But I I don't want to go into that one too much because we'll talk about that one at some point. But yeah, 
So the mollusk was the start for me. I didn't hear any chocolate and cheese or voodoo. I didn't, I didn't hear that. I, I had yeah. only heard Ocean Man solely was the only song I'd heard by it, them. It's funny you mentioned the streamer that played Ocean Man because besides the SpongeBob movie, which I remember SpongeBob movie, hearing that song in the movie, like in the end credits, I also remember it being a big part of like meme memes at that time. We're definitely playing like Ocean Man. Like, you know, something would happen in the cut and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like, it just have like the kid with the voice cracks. Yeah. That kind of edit. Yeah. Or that edit or just the song itself. Like, you know, like someone's like running and then they fall and trip and then it freeze frames and starts playing a song, like zooms right, in. You right. know, it would be the Ocean Man edits of that or just like SpongeBob edits. Like, I remember that hearing that song a lot. It's like kind of like a meme song people played on their iPad or something. It's you know? like kind of like the Weezer effect. Like, yeah. They get memed so much that everyone knows it. Right. And so that's all. That, uh, that's just a small side note about ocean man as well but yeah so that that's that's how i was introduced to ween uh, no one introduced me that's how i discovered them and that's probably how most people of our generation discovered them but um so after that i just i, I it, it took me a long time it was it was an acquired taste if there ever is one because if you if you want to start listening to ween you're not you can't avoid the the glaring element of their music, which is that it's extremely experimental at times. Right. Some of the most experimental stuff you've probably ever heard, at least I, that I had ever heard. I mean, so that was difficult for me at first, and I had to, I had to become accepting. I, I was very close-minded back then. I, like I wanted to hear rock, like yeah. and, and Ween is a rock band, but I was I was very into like heavy, like grungy alternative rock music. So it's not I, there's anything wrong with that, but it just you go through phases of like different types of music in and out, experimenting with different things, and I think that's the joy. I mean, you mentioned earlier that you were kind of like stale with music. You burn through all your Smashing Pumpkins CDs. I I find myself a lot more these days too, like especially like the past like six months, I would say, where I get really stale with music a lot. One of the reasons I started listening to the podcast, but where you get so bored with music and the same music you're listening to and the same artists you're listening to, and you find a band like Ween where you have Ocean Man, the super popular, you know, rock pop hit or whatever you want to call it, that's in a movie, and you start the same album with I'm uh, Dancing in the Show Tonight. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you start the album with a song like that, and it just goes to show, like, what what you're in store for, that those two songs can possibly be on the same album. Like, so many artists these days, I don't anything wrong with it, and I say these days, it's not like a boomer, but, like, an Imagine Dragons album is going to have the same theme instrument wise like not like tone as far as like storytelling like theme but it's gonna have the same sound you know all six to twelve however many songs are on it it's gonna sound virtually the same which is unfortunate but that's just the way that music is i mean even back in like you talk about blood sugar sex magic sometimes one of my favorite albums of all time it's just alterations on the same kind of funk feeling not that that's bad no not that's bad because especially the songs are great not to bash them at all you know but you can have all those different things on one album. It's really refreshing to have a change up yeah, like that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of great music. There's a lot of good concept albums that stick to one sound and that and that works for them. There's a lot of bands that stick to one sound and that works for them. My, one of my favorite bands, Cigarettes After Sex, they they really only have one sound. Oh, I know. They have one sound, but that's what they but do. But it's a good sound. And yes. that's what works for them and their fans like that. But Ween, I just remember thinking like, I guess it was it was partially partially like interest, but partially I was just like, how was this made? Like, who are these people, and how are they making this crazy out there music and still like, ha- and then still have a fan base? And I was like, and I I guess it was my like, my like interest in being part of like an underground niche thing. You know, I I've always I've always been drawn to liking things that no one else likes. So that was probably part of it too, and I and I didn't know anyone who liked Ween, and I was like, oh, I can really make this my own thing. You so, one of the cool kids, huh? Yeah, one of the cool kids that likes Ween, and so yeah, I started listening to their to their more accessible albums. I think I, I think I dipped my foot into like Pure Guava because, like the, the cover art looked cool. It's all nice and friendly, colorful, right? And I and I it's heard a mistake, the first song, probably. and I I was out of that for a while. I was like, I'm not <laughs> gonna go to that, but. So I got through probably the mollusk, chocolate and cheese, and then at that point I was hooked, and I just started playing all their albums. At that point in time, I was senior year of high school, and I went on a a trip to Florida with my friends for our senior trip. And I remember on the way back, it was like a nine hour drive, and I listened to every Ween album 
all the way down for the whole trip. Oh, well, you're not driving? You had like in your earbuds? I was in or? the back, the very back of the car. Wow. That's an experience <clears throat> and to I, listen to yeah, that I was trip. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm really interested in this band. I'm, I'm serious about this. And I like, I just put on, I started the first album and listened straight down. I think I fell asleep at some point in the, in the, in the roster. Well, I, I think it's the best when you're like half awake, <laughs> half asleep. I think I felt like I was like on mushrooms or something. Yeah. And I was like, I was like in and out of sleep, like listening to these weird ass songs. That's the best way to do it. That's, I mean, you mentioned the car trip experience. That's very similar to how I originally listened to God, we and Satan was I was yeah. in a car trip with my dad, I think in the passenger seat, I put earbuds in. I was like, you know what? I have a lot of hours to kill. We're going to press play and see where it takes me. And it, it's a, it's a ride, especially that album uh, with the last song, which I still have a problem with, but it's, it's a, uh, <laughs> I, I do okay. I do appreciate that for listening music you listening to music style straight down an album and that works really well with Ween too. Yeah, so so we should explain. Okay. Garrett Garrett is a Ween fan, no doubt about it. But he he has his favorites. Yes. I, I like I don't think they've ever made a bad song. I <laughs> call me call me conceited, call me blind. I like I mean, all of their love music. Is blind. I would never <laughs> I think every song they've put out is so good. I mean, Pollo Asado. Except for La Cucaracha. I hate that album. Don't the worst. Don't listen to that one. You can listen to it. It's okay. But um yeah, so that that's where that's where we were different in this. Garrett's uh, have you listened to all their albums? Listen to like two or I've three. I've listened to Godwin Satan, The Mollusk, The Mollusk, Pure Guava. Pure Guava. You've, you've probably heard the other music just through like My Car. Yeah. I think that's most I listened to a little bit of, um, I don't want to get it wrong. It's like White Pepper, right? White Pepper, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I listened to a little bit of that, like first like two, three songs, but. Right. And then like certain songs off certain albums, like Transnormal Celebration, Bananas and Blow. Right. Little cuts here and there, but I'm, I'm still working on my journey into this. And I think that this podcast would be a great way for me to, to <laughs> for excuse. Me to force you to like yeah. every single song you've ever <laughs> To me, to force myself to listen to this music. Not that it's a That's chore. That's what you have to do. It's like taking medicine. Like a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down. It's it's actually, it's more like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> the band kidnaps you and then yeah. you eventually... You start liking it's, it. It's complete torture to your ears and then eventually you're like, I like this. Well, okay, so do you think... Oh, obviously you won't because you're a big fan, but like if you have to do like that with... You have to, excuse me. If you have to do that with music and go through the bad to then it becomes good, is it good or bad objectively? It, it's ween it's brown man yeah it's like a, it's, you mean gray <laughs> it's brown okay see see that's another thing you don't know oh that's that a reference? that's a, that's a saying that's a oh. ween word to, oh. to to say sure we'll go with that so okay so yeah so so i'm the diehard ween expert there will be other bands we do where garrett's the expert right so so i if you have questions just comment comment on my on our message board Ooh, yeah <laughs> we're not gonna have message board but that brings a really good point i'll i'll answer it i'll know yeah. it i'll know the answer if speaking of like comments or reviews, however you want to communicate with us when we figure that out, I please do ask you to recommend albums, recommend artists, songs. I think that would be so amazing to have some kind of yeah, interactive we'll, element. We'll listen, like to I'll, it. we'll listen to it and it'll just be another podcast episode we get to make. And we sit down and talk about it. I think that's the potential of that is so exciting as we move further with this project. But yeah. Right. That's so awesome. do that. Yeah, please do that. Can you do that on Spotify? Apple Music. We'll Apple have Music to, has we'll have like to set reviews. up like an, like an Instagram or something. Oh, that's a great idea. Something where people can comment on episodes and stuff like that. Oh my god, this is perfect. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. But yeah, Ween. So I can I can go through their their mythology, their history before we before we start delving into the this, the uh, the albums and going really in depth because it's crucial to understanding Ween. You have to. You have to know their backstory. It's it's all part of it. You gotta you gotta really put yourself in the into the lore, to to fully enjoy the their experience. So oh my god, Hayden, sorry, a little side topic, but I think you'll like this. Speaking of like the mollusk, there was a my American like Southern Gothic class today. We were talking about like the professor was like, "What does Gothic mean to you?" And this guy I was sitting next to, he's cool. And we're like kind of friends. But uh, he was saying how his his school, his experience with Gothic was like Call of Cthulhu and like H.P. Lovecraft. Cthulhu, yeah. That's just really cool, man. That's reminded me of like the mollusk and like Cause so Cthulhu reminds you of the, so like Lovecraftian horror is like what you think of when you think of the mollusk. 
I it's, guess tentacles and yeah, yeah, like a stuff like underwater that. monster. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Not that it scares me. I mean, some things scare me, but I think a little bit of scare is a good thing. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it keeps you, keeps you going. But <laughs> keeps um, you young. <laughs> yeah. So Ween, I'm gonna I'm gonna now become the historian, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna oh, give you. Should I get out my notepad and pencil with this yeah, one? Yeah, you should. Okay. You can have a test. This, yeah, this is on the test, <laughs> yes, sir. It is. Do you, so, go ahead. Uh, do you ever have in any of your classes where a kid will ask, like, before if you ever have a review day, is this going to be on the exam? Like, what out of this chapter is on the exam? My kids would just try to get the professor to give you the yeah, exam. Yeah, they want them to be like. It's just, it's, it irritates me so much. Yeah, you just. They're never going to give it to you. They're not going to tell you that. It's their, it's, then what's the point of the exam if you just know what's on? Like, I just literally had a kid ask. I'll just use the word thermodynamics because that's what I can think of right now. But it wasn't, it wasn't biology, but it was like. So what exactly from thermodynamics is going to be on the exam? So what? So what exact question is going to be on the exam? So if I, I if I were to ask you this question, what would the answer be? If I had to answer the question and do the answer, <laughs> okay. History people, lesson. But go. people do that too. Yeah. And like like in my in my vector calculus class that I took. Sure, sure you did. Okay. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying the name of the okay. class. Yeah. In my in my math class that I won't say the name of. <laughs> they um. If you if you go into engineering, you have to take that class. Yeah, so it's, like it's, talk it's three, pretty right? common. Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy was like every single topic that we would cover, every single like unit of the textbook, he would be like, "So what parts of this do I need to study?" It's just like you should just study all of it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm someone who really reads the textbook all the time, but if you if you really want to want to put in the best effort, you you just should know all of it. PSA. Do your homework, study. <laughs> Don't be that kid. We're trying to help you out. This is like this is no, a life lesson part of the podcast. I think you could. I think you're going to put in way too much work than you, you think, need to. You think so? I think you need to judge based on the class how much work you need to put in, yeah. and then. You don't need to be reading every single page no, of every assignment no. that they give let, you. Let me give you a little story, Hayden, about my communication class. that our audience is like 12 and they're like... <laughs> when you get to school, when, when you, you get, get to, to big boy school... <laughs> when you get to college. When Hayden and I are in big boy school and I had a communication class last semester, Hayden, and I did so bad on every single exam. The first one, there was maybe three exams in a final or maybe the third exam was the final. I think it was the third exam was the final. So the first two exams I bombed, like... Lowest grades in any of my major level class, like, and nothing was lower than my gen ed communications class. And what I did before the third exam, which was also the final, is I read the day before, because all my other classes were done, I read like the six chapters that were on the exam, word for word out of the textbook, just bed read it, put it in my brain. You know what I got in that exam, Hayden? I submitted a 25 question exam, something like that, in about five minutes, I got like a 96. Okay, so there so you have for it. A, for a gen general education class, cramming works. There you, you, have you it. just you just shove it in your head. Cramming absolutely works. I had a chemistry class. Yeah, I've had two chemistry classes in a row. Our, we had three exams and a final, just like that. Yeah, the exams were always on Fridays at seven thirty p.m. So that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's but what mine are. It wasn't Mondays. bad for this situation because I would I would not study all unit. I would like do the homeworks, and that was my form of practice. Right, and then the the day of the exam i'd wake up at like noon and i would cram from 12 to like 6 30 and then take the exam and i would get a's every time it just works <laughs> if, if if it's a class where you just need to information dump, dump. Yeah. yeah information dump and be done then cram all you want yeah this is we're not we're not uh school counselors we're not your advisors we don't tell you how but, to live but, your life but we but can give you real experience give you from real, real to real college students that definitely know to everything real about the world human beings yeah and we know everything that's we ever happened everything that's ever happened and will happen i, I yeah. might as well be the professor <laughs> so listen to us <laughs> anyway so what, what's about ween i'm confused. i was i was gonna I, if you don't mind <laughs> i was gonna go through <laughs> okay a little bit of their history no I, I think I'm it's okay crucial it. yeah crucial ballistics before before I go into this, if you have never heard any Ween song right now, pause this podcast, go listen to Ocean Man, and then come back because I think that's that's a good song to listen to. It's it it'll give you a, a foundation of what their sound is kind of like. Yeah, know, as as good as it could because their sound is everywhere. But I think it's a great point too. If we're ever having a podcast on something that you're not familiar with, especially music that's pretty digestible. Feel free to pause it and listen to, and listen to the album listen or the to song. Their whole discography will take yeah. you eleven hours and, and then, then come, come back. back or listen to the whole podcast, listen to the album and then come back to the podcast. You'll get it even better. It's like watching a movie twice. Right. Right. Yes, I agree. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Ween. 
Ween is comprised of two main characters, protagonists. And the, <laughs> these characters are Aaron Freeman and Mickey Melchiondo. Michael Melchiondo is his real name, I think. These are their real names. These I are did real human names. I not know this. I'm learning a lot already. Aaron, right off the bat. Aaron Freeman and Mickey Melchiondo. They're, they met in high school in typing class in New Hope, Pennsylvania. The middle of nowhere. A New Hope? Small t- yeah, A New Hope, Pennsylvania. That's, no, that's kind of... New Hope, PA. Yeah, right. They're in a small town. They're your classic high school, small town music lovers, I guess. They, small town girl. So they meet in a typing class, right? They're in high school. And um, they hate each other at first. Because I, I think I've read in interviews, you know, Mickey was like the football player jock type. And Aaron was like the... like he, he, I think the way he described it was um, he was a trench coat guy. I think that's what it is. You're, yeah, yeah. Gary's giving me wide eyes. <laughs> I, I think that's what he means. Okay, sure. Oh, wait, I don't, but yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll edit that out. This is getting, this is getting cut. So right, I'll restart back. So, so Mickey Melchiondo, he was, he's the like, uh, jock football player type. And Aaron Freeman is the, you know, the shy guy. He described himself as the trench coat guy. So they don't, they don't really get along at first, but I think I, the way I imagine it is they're like sitting in class and you know, you know how you like, don't really know certain people, but you like, you recognize that they kind of see the, see things the same way you do. And so you're like cracking jokes and stuff. You ever had that experience with them? I think like, that's, I think that's you. That's how friendships are formed. I think it's, a, it's, it's poetic in a way. So to make a long story short, they form a friendship in their class. And the way that they've, the way that they recount the story is that the the demon god Bugnish, which is go with me here. The, wow. The demon god Bugnish. This is not the Smite episode. Which is their logo, by the way. That's what the Oh, I didn't know that. That's the god. It's like the demon that's king. The demon like, god. Uh Paimon pa- yeah. Paimon or whatever. So they they okay. claim that the demon god Bugnish appeared to them on a piece of notebook paper. They probably just drew it. But, but you <laughs> okay. gotta you gotta give your, give yourself over to the I'm mythology. buying in the yeah the mythology. So the, of the demon band. god appeared to them with a with a scepter and gave them powers to make the best music ever to 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 worship him. So they're they're forever. I think it, in, I think it worked. They're forever in debt to him, the god Bugnish. So that's why they, at yeah. all their shows they have the Bugnish behind them. It's it's silly, but like it makes sense. It's something that you could imagine like high schoolers coming up with. Yeah, and and they've stuck with it. Um. The band name Ween was a mixture of the words wuss and penis. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. That's how they created it. That's impressive. So, so, <laughs> which is so immature and so silly, but like the fact that they, that it's, that it's like evolved to something else. Like I don't, I would never have thought that, but it, and I think it's a great band name and they stuck with it. So, so that's how they meet. Flash forward. They, they, they don't know how to play any instruments. Really? Whatsoever. Did not have like any musical upbringing? Or no, like not at all. No school band so, class? So wow. Diener, okay, I should have, should have mentioned this. Let's this see, is let's get a foundational. Here. Dean Ween, these are their stage names that they've invented. Dean Ween is Mickey. So Mickey Melchiondo is Dean Ween. Okay. Aaron Freeman is Gene Ween. Yes. And together they are Ween. Dean and Ween. Dean and Gene Ween. Dean and Gene. These are not Gener. their, these are their stage, and stage names. They call, they refer to themselves as Diener and Gener. Yeah. Yes. These are things you have to know. So they start recording music together on tapes, tape recorder. Like a cassette tape? Yeah. Like really shitty quality. Like you could find it on YouTube. There's like some of their original tapes. What, how does the tape recorder work with like a microphone? Is there a microphone a part of it or like? They, you know, I think they have a recorder and the microphone goes into the kind of like the interface okay the yeah. mic goes into it like that okay yeah so they have a four track recorder and they're recording these like early demo tapes a lot of the songs on godwin satan are on these tapes really can so, you can you still find these tapes anywhere yeah, sometimes? They're, on, they're on youtube they wow. sound really bad horrifically bad like quality or just like songwriting well quality i mean songwriting too so ween's ween like their motto has always been quantity over quality. <laughs> so they, yeah, sometimes it works. People. Their, their songwriting process is like write as many songs as we can. And then good ones have to come out of it. I think so. They think have sense. thousands of unreleased songs. So you can, you can find a lot of them on YouTube, but anyway, they start recording songs on these tapes. They don't know how to play instruments. So I think Dean Ween, like he would tune his guitar to open tuning. So all the strings are open so that he could, lay his finger on the frets and make chords that way because he didn't know how to do like fingering chord shapes what is what is tuning the guitar to open mean i you know i i've been a guitar player for almost 10 years i don't even i i think he i think he would (laughs) tune it 
I don't think that's the correct okay wording for what it is. Yeah. Can you he, try he to would, explain? He would tune it so that he he wouldn't have to like make shapes. Like he could just put his finger on a fret and cover all the strings and it would make a chord. Oh, so like because so like, he didn't know how to do like chord shapes. So you're telling me like for like a like a C major chord. C yeah, G. he could just lay his finger across and he would tune this this note to C, this note to E, this right. note to G, and they, it would make the chord. That's that way. pretty impressive, actually. When you think about so it, I guess he figured that out by ear. So so they have natural musical talent. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to figure this stuff out. Um, and they start recording these tapes. They sound really bad. It's just screaming. <laughs> it's funny though. Um, but you can already tell that like they have the drive at that point. Is what I get out of it. I hear those tapes and I'm like, this sounds terrible. I'd never listen to this, but like I can tell that they their their creativity's there. You know, I hate to interrupt, but you mentioned like making your own tapes. Uh, Twenty One Pilots, which is one of my favorite bands. The lead singer Tyler Joseph actually made the thing called like No Pun Intended. It's like P H U N, and it's like a solo project, kind of like cursed tapes, like with his friends. It's really right. funny. It's on YouTube. It's one called like Taco Bell Saga or something like that. <laughs> so it's like Twenty One Pilots did this. Tyler Joseph, lead singer. Yeah, right. I I seriously suggest after this podcast, Eddie, we should pull up. Uh, ta- I think it's called Saga. Taco Bell Saga. It's like he parodies like four songs, you know, um, the Usher song. Yeah, yeah. He goes Little like, John. Yeah, he goes like. Beef and cheese, beef and cheese, <laughs> and lettuce. It's, it's it's really good. But that that kind of reminds me of like a like a deep deep cut of like a Ween track. But yeah, there's like and by the way, and if you guys are listening to this, I'm referencing a lot of this information from another podcast that I highly recommend you listen to, which is called Pod Ween Satan. It's a Ween devoted podcast where they they go through Ween's entire discography. It's a really great podcast. If you're if you're a diehard fan. It's a must listen. If you don't know anything about Ween, probably skip it. Unless you <laughs> want to learn more. Anyway, yeah, I'm, re- I'm referencing a lot of info from their podcast. Go watch it. They don't make any profit off their podcast, but they they just want to they want to support the people. They want to support Ween, so so I think they they'd be okay if I took information from there, which they they got the information off the internet anyway, so. Yeah, we're just referencing them. We're yeah, good. But okay. I, I want to give credit to them cuz yes. they they have a great podcast. Anyway, the early tape, there's one called like The Crucial Squeegee Lip. Wow, that's that's one of the Crucial tapes. Crucial squeegee lip. That's one of their early tapes. I like that name. They would drop them in random people's cars around New Hope. Like that's that like was a, their, like a that cassette? was their advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what year was this happening? Like 88, 89. Okay. They're in high school. They're like seventeen at this point. I hate to show my age, but like cassettes were still like that's pretty popular back then. Or was it in was the it starting late, to shift to late CDs? 80s was like like late eighties, early nineties, I believe, is when it started shifting to CD. Okay, right. But, but at this point, Still they, pretty ha- much they only have tapes. So yeah, so yeah, those are their early days, and it's some pretty intense stuff. I mean, <laughs> it's like a lot of the songs they they re-recorded for Godwin Satan. So their next few albums are them two on a four-track recorder, much similarly to the Crucial Squeegee Lip tape, but they have a they have this guy that they know named Andrew Weiss. And he kind of is like their like producer, knowledgeable guy. The man in the chair. Right. So he's he takes these like lo-fi recordings and produces them, makes them sound better. I mean, they still sound lo-fi. Can you define lo-fi for me? Just low production curiosity. quality, I think. And then high-fi, is that a pe- thing people use? I don't know what fi actually is, a sh- is short B-fi, for. fi Low fidelity? It's not that. No, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I just I just equate lo-fi with like lower quality production, but but that's oftentimes what people go for. Like it's lo-fi like, study beats. Maybe it's like, like there's less like a little bit layers. of grain. There's like a yeah. little bit of noise in the background. Okay, it's, yeah. It's, at this point, it's it's an aesthetic. Like it's a genre. Right. right. But back then, it was just lo-fi. That's yeah, okay. what they had. That makes sense. So their first three albums are them. Actually, no, I don't want to get this wrong. They're it's weird. Their first album, Godween Satan, they made in their friend Andrew Weiss's living room. Dean Ween said this directly. And they had a full like studio recording setup. Then they moved out to a farmhouse and they recorded the pod and pure guava in that place, which they called the pod. So those oh, two cool. those two albums are recorded on four track. So they went down in production quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They started higher, then they would go down. I like that idea. I think it's it's endearing. And so it's just really inspiring because that's that's like all they ha- they're like the classic like this is what we got we're just gonna do it. Now Ween, Ween is a they're they're using a lot of drugs. <laughs> so it's unavoidable. I'm not to gonna say. hide that, but it's very drug induced music. But you don't 
you don't have to to do drugs to enjoy it right so but but i think that was a, that's that was and was prominently their major like creative process was, well, doing, like was doing drugs like, like psychedelic music like in the 60s or something right. you know like yeah. mellow mushroom it happens it, yeah yeah you used to i mean not surprised but like it just happens a lot in like the industry itself but yeah they were they were big into into drug use back then and and uh they're clean now but that's besides the point that's good but they also well, if we ever talk about the pod, we can go into this more, but they also had mono. So like a lot of those recordings off like the pod era are like just sickening to listen to. They like just like, they, they recorded with mono, like they, had, they both had mono. Wow. And so they, they record, and there's like an interview where Dean is like, mono is like the best thing that's ever happened to the band. Cause we just like got to explore like this weird part of the brain where you're like, anyway, but yeah, they had mono. So they record the pod in Pure Guava and then they get picked up by Electra Records, which is a big label, um, like the same label that put out Metallica's albums. So like this is a big deal. And the 90s was just like this weird time where this, these like weird bands would get put on big labels somehow. So Pure Guava gets picked up by Electra somehow. Somehow this, this album they made for $40 and they're like, Wow. Barn. What did the $40 go towards? The tape recorder, basically? <laughs> Probably the tape recorder. Wow. Um, Electra buys it off them. They license it to them. So now they're on a major label. Now they're like somewhat legit. They push the little daisies, kind of blows up a little. It gets some radio play. And then, yeah. That's... I, have, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Uh, in the peanut gallery of the class. So, and I've noticed this, for example, I reference again, Toro and Pilots, because I know the most about, even though I don't know a lot about them, I wish I knew more, but they had an album called uh, Regional at Best, which was a very low produced, uh, it's called Regional at Best because they thought they would only be regional at best, and it's only on a couple of CDs, like you just never can find it. It's because the album after that, Vessel, either before that album or with that album, they got signed on a label, and their label like didn't really let them release Regional at Best. Instead, they made Vessel, which has like 50% of the songs that are slightly different from that album. So if you know about like the industry and as a musician yourself, what happens do you think, or if you know, when a label picks up a band that's already made albums, how, what's the process for their past albums? Do you know any about that? Is it very, well, or, I, I don't like for Ween, for example, you know what happened? I to know past Ween, albums. All of Ween's albums were, were on a label. It just wasn't like, like their first album was released by like twin tone, which is like a nobody label. But back then it, it was like, labels were the only way for your music to get out there there's no spotify no apple music so okay so they're all their albums were on a label but just not a big not a bigger label but electra was a was a big label at the time right so so that's for them i don't know how it works no yeah you're good i was just i I mean i would imagine if they like if they if they see that this band has a lot of potential they might like go back and listen to their older stuff and be like you guys need to re-record this or something okay yeah i mean that's probably what happened with um regional at best yeah they just like re-recorded a lot of the songs right. but but yeah i mean that um where was i in the ween story okay they get picked up by electra and then at that point they transition off of their lo-fi tapes to like a full studio 24 track recording and they put out chocolate and cheese the mollusk 12 golden country greats and the rest is history so that's that's the story of how they they, they came about um i learned so much you learn so much, and you can learn so much more if you do a Google search. They have a ton of stuff. So like, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, when Robin Williams teaches the class. <laughs> I feel like I'm learning a lot. I didn't want to go too in-depth with it, because no, no, if, you, if you want to learn about every single detail, go watch Pod, go listen to Podween Satan. They go, they do like a two-and-a-half-hour episode on it. It's never never too bad to do your own investigating as well. We're yeah. just we're opening. If you're into Ween, we're if, blossoming the flower for you, but you have to bloom yourself. Right. If you if you if you are listening to this and you and you figure out that you love Ween and that you're you're down with the brown, as they say. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Then go listen to Podween Satan and listen to their specifically their second and third episode. They call it the People's History of Ween. They go through this for like four hours. It's amazing. It's it was great. Anyway. I want to talk about my experience going to see Ween live. Yeah, you saw them live which in was concert. A long time coming. Was that in 2021 still? That was December, yeah. Yeah, wow. Last month. Wow. And let me just so I have liked Ween for like 3 or 4 years now. And the thing about Ween, it's it's comparable to like you know you, you know about like the Grateful Dead, like Fish. 
A little bit. I've heard of Grateful Dead. So they're like, Grateful Dead and Fish are called like jam bands. So they'll play these extremely long shows where they yeah, like, just play they jam. Yeah. It's pretty it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Ween is not a jam band. That's not the part I'm trying to compare. But the part I am trying to compare is they also play extremely long shows and people follow them around the country and go see every one of their shows. A lot like the Grateful Dead and Fish. Yeah. So I've wanted to go to one of these shows for so long. But I, but they never come close and like they they broke up recently not super recently but like in the in the 2010s they were on a major hiatus they reconvened I think in 2018 this is that's kind of say that's the best news to yeah. ever get as a fan System of a Down right now is back together My Chemical Romance is back together and the possibility of these bands can tour and maybe not always but even the slight chance that some of them can make new music it's yeah just, it's just revolutionary I mean. When you grow up a younger kid like us, not anyway, when you grow up and when you grow up past a band's high time, like System of a Down broke up, I think, in around like two thousand seven, maybe. Yeah. That was like the last album. I get what you're saying. Like you're and not I'm, even aware of it. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, I'm young at this point. I didn't even start listening to them probably until like twenty fifteen, fourteen, sixteen. Right. And I'm listening to this band, I'm like, wow, this is really great. But I there's just no possibility I get to see them in concert. Yeah. Or that they make new music. And that's just really sad because it's just like it's it's history on the wall, you know. It's all you get, but right. the fact that, like you said, they get back together. Sorry, a little tangent there, but I think it's just no. so so awesome when you see a band like that and any band get back together after a long break. It's really nice to see as a fan. That was exactly what this was like because I, I I didn't even know what Ween was until after they'd already gotten back together, basically, or maybe like right when they were getting back together. So I didn't it's even know time. about the breakup or anything. So it was unbeknownst to me until I did more research. So they don't tour as extensively as they used to because they don't have any more new material. But what they'll kind of do is they'll do these like three night events. Right. They'll play the same venue three nights in a row. And so myself and my girlfriend, Rachel, we caught them on one of those. We only saw one of the shows. You know which one it was? One, two or three? It was the second night, I believe. Do they do different stuff every night? Like different set lists? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I, I was going to get into that. Oh, but sorry. Go I'll ahead. jump there now. Okay. That's one of the like amazing things about the ween set list or the ween shows that i was super excited for is like they have so much music they have like 10 studio albums i think if you count their wow if you count their um compilation album which i do so that's a that's a big discography that's like taylor swift length discography yeah it's, and every album has a lot of songs a lot of songs how many songs is on god we saying like 24 or something 20 yeah 24 i think wow some of them are like less than a minute though but so but they, 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 but they can, yeah, yeah right go ahead yeah so you they play three hour shows so you're getting like i had the set list on my phone you get like 30 plus songs every show and they and they never play the same set list you know a lot of bands what they'll do is they'll have a set list that they're going to play it's fixed and every show they'll play that same set list they've mastered it they perfected it ween is so on the fly it's like they like diener's calling out the songs on stage it's just freaking awesome so we went to see them me, her, and her father who went with us, and we drove to Maryland. It was in Maryland. It was at this really cool venue called the Fillmore, which is like, it was really like an intimate experience. It was so like a small how, venue. Yeah, like how, was it like a... There were like there were balcony seats, but they were like, you had to like pay more. Is this like 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 the pavilion in North in Charlotte, or is this like outdoor, no, indoor? Than that. It was indoor. Like a bar? Or like Not out, a bar, in between the two. Like a, like think about like low pack or something. It was about as big as left. Yeah. Wow. So, but it went back further. So, okay. So yeah. Almost everyone that was there had general admission tickets, so they were standing like in front of the stage. So I was like, I were was, you in a seat or standing? I was standing. Okay. We were Rachel and I were kind of in the back of the crowd. I was, but I was still probably like no less than like thirty feet from Gina and Diener. That's just, that's crazy. Like I could see their facial expressions. I could see the wrinkles on their face. It's like it was incredible. It's uh, Tormont Pilots do a show in Columbus, Ohio, which is where they're from, and like they yeah. do like a really small venue, probably like two hundred people there, maybe. Right. Like the fact that you got to be that close, it was to like a ten studio album band that's that successful. Even, and, and even popular. though Ween, like, despite the fact that they've been playing together for almost thirty years, forty years now, they still have never had like any mainstream success. But like to to me and to the, everybody there, it was like it just means the world. It, yeah. And that's that's what was so cool about it. But I, so I'll back up. We drove up there, Maryland. Stayed in a hotel room. This was like over holiday break. So like we drove up there. We got we went to um, 
hang out with her cousin, not her cousin, her uncle. Yeah. So we were like around DC. So I also got to see DC for the first time while I was there, which was, to be honest, (laughs) I'm going to like get like a treason. I'm going to get treason for this, but it was honestly kind of underwhelming. Yeah. It's okay. I'm boring. A follow up question for you, Hayden. Do you know what DC stands for in like, like DC comics? What does DC stand for? Oh, like DC comics, not Washington. Yeah. What does the DC stand for? Oh man. I don't know. Any guesses? No. I just found out today. It stands for Detective Comics. Detective like, like Batman, Comics. Like, you know, like Batman Detective. Batman wow. stands for the Detective Comics. Com- comics. I think knowing that just kind of... You made... know what DC stands for for Washington, DC? The Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't be kidding. Yes, I was kidding. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> You thought I was being serious? <laughs> you can't see it, but the look on his face. It's just a one of like unbridled joy and like childlike wonder. Do capital. I think I think what happened is I was I was looking to see if you would approve my joke. So that's that's I, I why approve. I looked like <laughs> Okay, what is this here for? Do you not know? No, I don't know. I took I, I, I made a joking guess. <laughs> it's the District of Columbia. Right, okay. Washington DC. I should have known that, but I didn't. Do you know it? Did you know it counts like as its own state for like voting? <laughs> the capital. The, the capital is like like when you vote, it's like different. Really? It's like its own place. I didn't know that. It's like, it's like how, it's like if you were in like a mall, like a really big mall right, right. in a city, like the mall is like a subsection of the city. It's like its own group. Like the megaplex or whatever, the one that gets in like Minnesota is huge. Yeah. It's like that, but a whole city. So you were in D.C., I saw, I you were into capital. I, yeah, I was into capital. <laughs> you said it was underwhelming. What happened next? I thought it. I I thought it was underwhelming because it, it wasn't as grand as everyone. Like I always hear of people going to DC like on trips and they're did like you go on like a tour like the bus or like I, did you just we did like a self tour. It's like we walked around like Lincoln. I saw the Lincoln Memorial. That's pretty cool. Saw yeah. the Washington Monument. You're like Arlington Cemetery at all? Or is that too sad? We were gonna go there, but it was like there was a bridge. There's like the bridge Once right the bridge there. Was out? No, it oh. was just just didn't want to walk that far it was really cold so we spent like three hours in dc this was the day of the concert so yeah. the concert was at like eight o'clock so we spent the morning um going walking around dc we went to the um museum of natural history i think is what it's called oh that one's cool with like the animal yeah tax, really good taxidermy yeah you ever seen like i don't know if they have a taxidermy but like the giant sloth you ever see that yes. thing those are so cool the coolest thing that I saw in there was the giant squid. Like they have, yes, a, you oh, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, mollusk reference, Cthulhu reference. Just like, so you know how dinosaurs are supposedly extinct. That's what they tell right, us. Right. There's no way. What do you mean that's what they tell us? <laughs> they are extinct. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to it. There's no way in the the vastness of the Earth's oceans that we know like two percent about. Like yeah, the surface. there's just there has to be something down ginormous. There. There's like like Poseidon a giant. Down yeah, there. there has. There's no way we would know. Atlantis has to be real. I think it is, or something close to it. I think there's just a giant squid that's like miles. Yeah. It gets huge. Like, what stops it? I guess uh, <laughs> arguers and real scientists say, like, there's nothing for arguers. them to eat. <laughs> Classic arguers. Yeah. Nothing for them to eat down there. Like, they would be able well, to sustain their giant body. Like, there whale? Has, like, you know, like, consume whales? Like, a, is it like a plesiosaurus? Is that the water one? Plesiosaur? Yeah. Right, yeah. There has to be one of those down there. Dinosaur? I don't know about dinosaur, but like a squid. A, a, like large, a huge squid. A large predatory sea creature. It's just so cool. It like has they, to like be real. movie like like che- that's cheesy terrifying. sci-fi movies. That's oh, that's freaking terrifying. That's like the worst. You know like in you ever seen like a is oh, Meg the Meg? The Meg. <laughs> I'm not I know much about a shark, about. but like it, like you're let's say like an underwater Rain Wilson is in yeah. the movie. So is um Travis from Fear the Walking Dead, who was also in Doctor Sleep, but so like you're like a glass submarine pod and like what if it's like a giant squid just like clamps on you that you die yeah you're dead it's crazy it's or really my, scary my biggest fear is like drowning or or like getting like falling off a cruise ship and they leave you i've had oh like in the water countless like nightmares. you're on the surface of the water yeah oh my god remember so all you do is float there until something either like, kills you like or life you, of pie yeah you know or have you, please tell me you've seen uh, Unbroken. It's a war movie. No, but I know what it oh. is. I've never seen it, but I know what it is. There's, you know this. You know how like they're stranded in the ocean. No. There's, there's a big part of it where like they're crashing a plane, stranded in the ocean. That's just like they get like picked up like birds and stuff. They starve and like burn. Yeah, and, like dehydrate. Yeah. That's just the worst. Or my my thing is just not knowing what's under me. Oh, like, I know. It's like shark bites your leg. You can't control it. You don't even know it's coming. You can't see it. The worst jump you can scare see. ever. Yeah. But I, but I don't think a shark... Well, you would look like a seal, so they would... But I don't no, think they, they would come up that close to the... In the middle of the ocean. What if you, like, 
go in a whale and like goes in a whale's mouth like right you would live though i feel like like uh <laughs> is that a myth that you can live if you get it's definitely by a whale yeah i mean you're just gonna die in there i mean eventually yeah or drown there's but water you, you'd in there. be conscious in the mouth of the whale yeah how does that work like the teeth when do you die crush you yeah you get digested alive <laughs> well their throat's like a quarter though certain whales so you can't go in their throat you're just in their mouth i feel like it's really painful you get crushed maybe like it closes and it crushes you probably yeah or you know it's like misadventures of flapjack whatever it's called oh i know that Where they're show. like in the right. mouth of the whale probably but that's not how it actually would work if the teeth of the whale they're like bristles you ever seen yeah, they're not like t- i yeah i don't i'm not knowledgeable I'm enough not to talk scientist. about this so i'm gonna sound like an idiot but okay. I don't think the teeth would crush you. Like you would get, yeah. you would just get completely Injured. consumed. Yeah. And then something. When you're in there, something would dissolve you. Yeah. Has to be. So this is a podcast about ween. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened? We're, we're, we're in D.C. Okay. The Capitol. We're in D.C. The, <laughs> we're in the Capitol. <laughs> we're in the Museum of Natural History. That was cool. Uh, we got refused from the Holocaust Museum because we didn't have like a ticket set up. That was a freaking bummer. I, I was excited to see that. Um she she told us even though there were free tickets we had to like schedule an appointment or whatever so we we couldn't go into there but a notable thing that i would like to ask you about that Rachel and i had a had a extensive debate on on the way back she was saying i know she's right but this is just a concept that i i struggle to grasp like basically what Rachel was saying is that it's completely entirely possible that me and you see completely different colors which by the I, way, no way. Before this happened, before I before I go into this, I know that my girlfriend is right, but I it was just well, like everything is gray. There's no color. I, it's hard. We're for the me only to, one to perceive color. It's hard color. for me to grasp this idea. No. So what she's saying is you could see this wire cable is black. Right. So it's black to me, but it could be blue to you, but you would still call it black because you've always been yeah, taught. I've heard people talk about this is so stupid. There's no way. This could a thousand percent be what's happening well, and nobody just, would but know. But you've been in like elementary school art classes and they say this is blue and you would say no. But whatever you see, you would then associate with blue so that for the rest of your life, you would always oh, call that blue. Whoa. So that's what she was saying. But I, and I was like. But then what if, but then here's an so issue the, with the there's thing. There's no way around Let's it. Let's say though. like I say this is, I think this is white, but to me white is blue. So this black cable to me looks like, no, yeah. Black cable looks like what is white to me, but I call it black, right? You call it black. We both call it black. We both call it black. It looks I white. Point, yeah. It, I point to this cable. And you say that's I black. I say that's black. You say, no, it's white. So it has that, no, that theory. No. Because you, you're saying not, you, not, would, you would see this as white and this is black. It's not necessarily switched. Does it have to be? Whatever you saw, though, you would have been taught that is this word. It's a linguistics thing. I yeah. would call it white. You would call it white no matter what it was because that's what you've been taught it is. Oh, that's true. If I didn't, even, oh, yeah, even in yeah. your kindergarten demonstration, when they put the colors on the screen, you would see it as whatever you see it, but you would have the word that everyone else had. So yeah. there would be no way for us to ever figure out if people saw different colors. I just think there has to be a hole in it somewhere. I that's what I, that's why I was arguing with her for like an hour. She's, she's a proponent of that theory. She agrees with that. I don't know if she's like an like an like an activist or something, <laughs> or if she was just <laughs> like saying a like agent. An, yeah, she was just saying you're an idiot. Yeah. There like, has to be an issue with that. I, I couldn't accept it. I was like, I was just like, there's just no way. And I kept like pointing to stuff like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, get, get back to the Ween show, please. So that was in the morning. We then then showtime. It's showtime, baby. It's showtime. So, Rachel's dad graciously drops us off at the venue he couldn't go because there were no available tickets so we get there i'm i'm decked out i've got what are you wearing i've got a long sleeve black t-shirt and then over that i have my simpsons ween shirt which is bart wow. simpson with the boognish face on it well that's a lot it's a yeah and i'm ready to go i've got my like hoodie tied around my waist um and rachel had on a ween shirt and like a jacket she was she had a more casual fit Everybody in this line, so the line's like outside of the venue and it's like wrapped around the wall. There's a lot of people. Everybody there is like a super fan. Like there's nobody that, nobody would go that far for Ween. So you're they, surrounded by people of your kind. Yes. So this is, this was a crazy thing for me because my whole life, I mean, you love Ween. I've had friends that I've introduced to Ween, but I've never met anyone who just was a diehard Ween fan on their own. Right. And I show up to the show and everybody is. That's got to be really cool. And it was like, it was bizarre. And like, I'm like talking to people in the line and they're all 
not in a sober state of mind, obviously, right. but I think I, we might've been at 19 years old, might've been the youngest people there, honestly. Really? Wow. So there was like this guy behind me and he was, he was definitely on like acid or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's like, that's a dope shirt, man. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and I was like, thanks. So a- after he said that, I felt like I was like, I, I had a place. You made a friend. Yeah. Like, I, and he, well, no. We'll get to this. He 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 has a different character arc. Okay. He becomes the bad guy. Right. So then we wait in the line. It takes a little while. They ask us if we're going to drink. We say no, obviously, because we don't underage drink. Right. And then we go into the show, and there's like, we're standing around. It's There's no seats. So it was a little threatening, especially because I've always been insecure about my height, even though I'm not that I'm not that short. Not that tall. I'm like average height. Right. Everyone there seemed to be ridiculously tall. It sucks when you can't see too. And I, tall I in front felt of you. like so small, and like there were all these like forty to fifty year old men there that were like diehard Ween fans. They're here to see Ween. They don't want to have this weird kid standing there. And everyone, yeah. everyone judges you if you're the youngest person at the show. It's They're true. Like, they don't deserve to be here. You're a fake fan. You're, you're and new. Like, you I are... was probably one of the biggest fans. Right. Anyway, so it was a little bit tense, but once Ween came out, I didn't care. There was this, the guy that told me I had a nice shirt. He was standing. If you, if this guy ever somehow listens to this, I hope you had a great night, Hello. dude. Yes. But like, he was standing there and he he just kept, he was in front of Rachel and I, and he kept looking back and he was like, he had this very like concerning, like creepy expression on his face. And he would kind of like look past us and then he would like look down at Rachel and he did this like 10 times before they even went on. But then after that, he kind of calmed down, but. He, I just I think he was seeing like fairy creatures around him. <laughs> the was, god you he Bog, was gone. Bognish. He was absolutely gone. Yeah, he was seeing Bugnish. Bugnish, yeah. So the the curtain drops, the Ween Bugnish logo blasts onto the stage. They they come out. They they're just having fun and it's it yeah. was just the energy. I've never I've been to three or four concerts in my mm-hmm. lifetime. I think five actually. I've seen Lord Huron, I've seen Smashing Pumpkins, I've seen Weezer and I've seen Ween. Was there another one? Um, is Lord Huron the cover band? No. Lord Huron's a real band. Uh, I think I'm seeing them again. But So anyway, uh, it's unimportant. Out of all those shows, this was the most like, just like I felt like I was with my family, even though I didn't know anybody there. And they played like a three-hour set. It was awesome. Just like, it was just so cool to see them on stage. And the great thing about a Ween show is like the, their interactions on stage is oh, awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. They did like one song. They did a lot of their like really brown stuff. And for people that don't know, brown is like a ween term that they've invented. They say it themselves. It's like an adjective that you use to describe something that's like so bad that it's like so crazy and weird enough that it sounds cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's in a nutshell. It's more complicated than that. But they played a lot of their early stuff. Like they did like a, they had like a 10 song run from the pod which was that's impressive for me as a diehard fan. It was awesome. But I, I think Rachel was kind of checked out. At that point. Out a <laughs> it's little like bit. two and a half hours in and they're playing like Pollo Asado. And they played that. Yeah. Wow. Was that cool? <clears throat> I thought it was cool. Yeah. They, it was freaking awesome. And, um, they played three hours They had an encore. The encore was kind of disappointing just cause they didn't, they didn't end it on it. They played like boys club and never squeal, which I love those songs, but I wish they would have ended it on something like, Boys and Girls Club of America? No, Boys Club by Ween. Okay, sure. They also have this great joke that they do in their songs where, or at their live shows where they'll say, like, we're Ween, like, as if as if everyone at the concert doesn't know that they're yeah, Ween. Yeah, they like, introduce themselves. And they, like, come out and they're like, we're Ween, and, like, after every song, they're like, this is so-and-so by Ween. <laughs> so they do that all the time. Yeah. And there was this, the, one of the highlights for me was there was this song that they did. It was like a pod outtake. It was like a B-side from the pod. So, That's so you're really pushing you're, it. Yeah, you're really pushing a it. A B-side off of an album that is already a B-side. <laughs> so it was called like I Was Nothing. And they and it was freaking kicked ass. And they it was like this crazy Diener screaming rock song. And then like at some point, like Jeaner was soloing and he was like screaming like, Jeaner! It was, <laughs> and there was like smoke everywhere. How are they still doing this like 40 years later? I don't know. They're like 50. Yeah. They were like, going at it it's impressive and and for like to play three hour shows they they give it their all i highly recommend how's their voice together their voices yeah they sound good i mean i mean obviously they can't do what they could do when they were 20 but yeah but 
they've held up. They held. They hold up. Not they hold. They hold up better than Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, yeah, right. I'm a diehard sure. Smashing Pumpkins fan, but Billy Corgan. I mean, it was pushing it. He, he's he's sound, he's sounded pretty rough nowadays. I love the guy. Anyway, yeah. So that was the Ween show. They. I mean, I would go through the set list, but I don't. I don't know if anyone would know any saw some highlights i guess they yeah. played they played mutilated lips oh i love that for one. the first time in like a while oh that this one, is like overplayed or? yeah or no they just had never played it live for oh, a while that's a good song that song was fantastic they put they opened up with birthday boy oh yeah that, yeah and they did like the mollusk they do flea or tick, tick, tick yes sorry. they did tick. oh my god was that, that cool? was freaking cool oh wow they did a lot of the pod which was awesome they didn't play barely any pure guava like only two or three songs mm. they did uh touch my tutor and um i played off legit okay but yeah rachel rachel had a headache the bass was they had a little bit of sound mixing issues towards the end happens like the bass was getting really really loud and like so that was giving her a headache so i think she had a good time though but yeah that was it we left the show at like 12 i got a really cool shirt that has like have you ever seen the push the little daisies music video i think i showed you, you at showed work, me at work, at work. The day. yeah and they're like doing these like weird hand poses i have a shirt of that Oh, I think I've seen that. That's a cool shirt. That was like a. Did they sell like tour shirts? Like traditional. They don't tour sell shirts? them. They only sell them at the tours. I think. It's or maybe, not like maybe a on tour? their website. This it was considered a tour. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was that. They ha- oh their drummer Claude, who's who's just a really good drummer. He had like this like five minute drum solo, which was cool. <clears throat> but yeah, that that was the Ween show. I I really want to go see them again. Garrett and I are trying to go see them maybe, but. We'll uh, see we what don't know if it's going to work out. And we'll update you. If we do go see them, we'll do episodes on it. But yeah, that hopefully, I know I didn't hit everything, but hopefully that was a good introduction to Ween. And maybe you... And piked your interest. Maybe you uh, will now start calling Washington, D.C. to capital. <laughs> You've done a lot in this podcast. Be afraid of drowning and getting eaten by giant squids. Yeah. And hopefully you'll check out ween i seriously Pumpkin i know King. i know you're listening to me you're like i don't know this guy oh, who's this guy this guy sucks this guy doesn't know what he's talking about i seriously i think some of you some of you will turn it off immediately as soon as you turn it on some of you will find your new thing and i think you should I really hope you do i think you should check out ween and you should become part of this amazing movement and you should also go to ween's website and buy shirts for them because they don't i think they don't make any money besides their shows and their music so yeah they need it and you'd be really cool to own a cool shirt. You'll have a cool shirt and people you can tell people what it is and maybe you can create no one will know what shirt. This is. is the one thing I've been called a gatekeeper many times in my life. This is the one thing I want everybody to love Ween. I just think they need more support. I don't want to I'm not gatekeeping. I advocate this at all. for Ween. Yeah. I really yeah. Ween is great. We're gonna talk about pure guava next week. Yes, we are. I'm very excited for that. Which is which is something that Garrett knows a lot about with Ween. But um yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. I hope this served as a good introduction to Ween. And I think you should listen to Pure Guava before the podcast if you really want to get the, the full experience out of it. Yes, you you can listen before. You don't have to. I mean, you can listen to the podcast first, then the album, then the podcast. Or if you just want to listen to the album, then the podcast, or just the podcast. No matter what form you listen to it, if you come in and tune in next week, you will get something new that you haven't had yet. So uh, I would like to thank you as well. I know I didn't do a lot of talking in this yeah, one, I but I, I learned a lot. I had a great time. Well, I was gonna say if we can, we'll end the Ween chat, and then if we got a, a few more minutes here, if you wanna, if there's anything you wanted to talk about, because I, I took most of the episode. Uh, I, I think, I think this was perfect. I had a story to tell. Yeah, and I, and I learned a lot, <laughs> and I, I enjoyed this. It was like a, we were around a campfire, <laughs> telling like ghost stories, but like the real life stories. All right. Anyway, uh, I would like to thank you for listening to the podcast today, right? And I hope that you learn some more about ween and maybe potentially listen to them and expose yourself to things you have not been exposed to before you won't be disappointed or maybe you will we promise that if you listen to it you will have heard you it. you will have some form of emotional response if you listen to it you will have say that you have listened to it <laughs> at the very least if you press play you won't have pressed pause you won't have pressed pause yet go check out washington to capital and it's i hope you guys have a wonderful day bye-bye signing out bye-bye